start to put tension on my string drawback, I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke. It's him. You can look at the horns when he's dead. I'm, I'm in, you know, in the zone. Let the arrow go is perfect. Uh, when they lose their front shoulders, yeah, you start, yeah, that's how you know. I can't stop laughing. Uh, what's going on, guys? Uh, I'm being told it's episode 121 by Nick, so we're going to go with that. Uh, and we're having a heck of a time getting started today, so we might be looking for a new studio location soon. No, but, uh, not. <laughs> probably it's not. It's good energy in the gym. Yeah, we love it here. My voice is back, so it's not going to be nearly as annoying. Yeah, you were driving me nuts last week. It was, I was, it was rough. I was not having it. And you're Yo. hacking like a buffoon right into the mic. It was rough. Yeah, I could have hit you. Yeah, yeah you I could have too. You guys aren't man enough. Man we'll enough both, to uh, listen we'll to you, you hack into a mic? I could handle each of you with one arm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, hear, I hear we got some bad news. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm really disappointed. But I'll, I, I'm going to blame I'm Tom. so mad I could spit, so you you tell it. I'm going to blame Tom for this. Why? Um, because you're the one that brought it to our attention. It's probably a very, very, I shouldn't say probably, it is a good thing he brought it to our attention. So like basically, the other thing that I brought to your attention, because you guys wanted to hunt a national forest, well, and we started planning our trip around that, then I'm like, wait. Nick was the one that did all of the the bottom line research for this, and was just like, okay, find a place to hunt. He's like, you, and he, we're sitting here, and he's like, you can hunt all of these places. I was like, okay, cool. And... Apparently, Nick did zero research because uh, at every turn, something was going wrong. So, basically, what we found out is you can't hunt Sundays in Virginia unless you've got private land. Um, so where We don't we, have that. Where we were headed was an eight-hour trip, and it just we decided it's not worth the drive for, to do yeah. two days because we couldn't get off anymore for work. So and we, just, we could only hunt till noon. So we literally were basically, the two first half day is going to be more scouting than yeah. hunting yeah so basically we only had like 12 hours of hunting time available that like tom said the first day is going to be used just trying to scout and locate birds uh for a 16 hour drive and it just isn't going to work wasn't adding up um i would rather personally you know wait till ohio's opener and just go for a weekend you know across the border mm-hmm. and i mean this trip was a very very last minute thing like you brought it up out of nowhere like yeah, we were not planning this at all and you're like you know what we're going places and it just i was really looking forward to it very little prep was going into it and it, I mean, it showed it definitely <laughs> yeah, showed I mean, well here's the thing um there has there's that bill that's passed in virginia that like next year you'll be able to hunt sundays since finding this out you've been apparently doing a lot of research yeah but it doesn't <laughs> go into effect for this year that's dumb so, but that's why you can hunt on private land hmm. on Sundays, but it's like, I can't remember what the bill was called, but it doesn't go into effect this year. Yeah. So no help Drat. for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, instead of going to Virginia this weekend. Yeah. It's not going to be a waste of a weekend. No, we're going to head down to the co-op and buy our 
seed and fertilizer for upcoming planting season. So I figured, you know, give the rundown on that stuff. Yeah, figure out, you know, what we're doing. Tom, I would say, kind of mans that operation. So mm-hmm. we'll, for once, Tom, I, say for once, I think Tom's going to be the main talker on the on this episode. So Tom, why don't you run us down? You know, what's what are the plans for food plots this year? So we want to get corn in. Uh, reason being because corn is a great late season food plot. Mm-hmm. Um, it offers you know quick energy, easy to get to in those harsh winter storms. Are you guys planting any corn out at the farm, or are you just planting stuff up at the? We really don't have uh, the room for a substantial amount of corn. Yeah, I didn't think so. Especially I'd... with how much ag is around us. Yeah, doesn't make sense. I Mm-mm. see. I feel you. Then we're gonna do. We're gonna try some beans. Um, great early season food plot. Um, also, if you know, we're not harvesting beans, so it actually does end up being a nice late season plot too. If it if they're standing if they make still, it, yeah. Um, but those offer you know great protein antler development for the deer. Um, what was your? Um, we were talking before the podcast about our issues with beans in the past, and basically, yeah, if you've been watching the, or listening to the podcast for the past couple of years, you've heard all about our woes with the beans. Yeah. So I think the biggest issue is where we're hunting in New York is nothing but cornfields. It's actually home of some of the largest dairy farms in America. Yeah. So a lot of corn. And there's literally no beans around. So we plant this one acre of beans, and the deer are like, hey, oh, love what is this? <laughs> and they just mow it right down. So we've been combating that for a couple of years, and I think what we're going to do this year is put— it's actually, It was actually a recommendation. Well, we've done it up at a different property, but Owen Zimmer has kind of recommended this idea to us as well. Yeah, so basically what you do is you run two lines of fence about four or five feet apart from each other, and you don't have to put up like a solid fence. Literally, all we did was when we did it up at the other farm was— ran rope from like driveway markers and so you have two rows about four feet apart going along the perimeter of your food plot and they only need to be four or five foot tall yeah uh something that a deer would have to jump over Mm -hmm. but what happens is deer don't have the depth perception to see how far those two ropes are apart so they won't jump over it and get into your food plot it's remarkable how well it works because it looks ridiculous. Um, yeah, you're like, you what the hell is that going to do? So Yeah. And how we did it um, to avoid deer just going under it was on the outside fence row. We had one rope about two feet off the ground and then another rope. So like knee and feet. shoulder height? Yeah. And then on the inside row of fencing, we just ran one rope in the middle. So it was like three mm-hmm. different rope levels, so they couldn't just duck under it. And yeah. They, the only way through it was over it, and they won't jump over it because they can't tell how far. through it, not over it. <laughs> and it worked really well. It kept We did that for um, sweet actually corn. sweet corn, uh, be, mainly because we were trying to, there was, trying to harvest it as well on top. I mean, it was kind of for the deer, but we wanted, we wanted them to stay away from that plot until late season. Mm-hmm. You know, once after, you got what you wanted. Yeah, once we it. got what we wanted, exactly. So I think that's – if we're going to do beans, I think we have to do that this year. Oh, absolutely. 
So yeah. and like you said, to just get like some bamboo sticks or something to tie it up with. Something cheap, yeah. I don't because price everything out. Your dad was just saying that PVC fencing because mm-hmm. that's, that's what we used in the. I think it, well, I don't think it was driveway markers, but like PVC fencing. Oh, I thought it was those green driveway stakes. Oh, I know what you those metal. Those, oh, that's like, what we used, like triangle thing. Like, yeah, because they have yeah, those little hooks. We just wrap the string yeah, around. Yeah, yeah you're probably sense. right. I th- yeah, yeah. I don't know how much those are either, but I don't think you'd need that many of them though. No, because those you can get them in the ground a little bit. You could pull that rope tight and space them out far. Yeah, yeah. even if you put a couple binders in there mm-hmm. to, yeah, help tighten it, probably work really well. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're gonna do, and then of course you know you're gonna do your basic. Clover, chicory, brassica, I'll Tell you what, those beets that you put in last year, when we walked that food plot the other day, there was so many of them. Yeah, and they only have like one bite taken out of them. Yeah, I yeah. Honestly, I think it was because we planted them late. They got planted really late, if you think about it. And well, you want those things. Those are more of yeah, like it's a, a late season. It's a late season. They're underground. Yes. You well, want the root type things for later in the season. Yeah, but with the amount of snow we had this year, I think it was harder for the deer to dig. Like I don't think they knew they were there. Yeah, that could be because when we got snow, we got a lot, and it mm-hmm. stayed. I think that was our issue this year. We didn't usually we get a thaw or two in January, but it was solid. It we didn't get snow until January, but it stayed all the way through February. Yeah, like we didn't get a and single I, I think thaw. That's where it went wrong with the beets because they just didn't know they were there. Mm-hmm. And that one was out in the big field, so it was. A I don't want to say snow. a high traffic area for like. It's up closer to the road. It wasn't one of the ones back in the woods. Yeah. So I bet that had a contributing factor to it because when there's all that snow, there's not all the goldenrod out there hiding them. So it's less well, cover even, for them. And like you said, there's a lot more snow for well, them. I know they through. were hitting it hard in rifle season before we got all the snow. Yeah. But there's just so many beets and turnips that they couldn't eat them all. Mm-hmm. But that actually works as good fertilizer for this mm-hmm. year. And the ground's already pretty soft because I'm – it really does break up the soil for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I think it was just a, it was a harsh winter. Had our corn done a little better, I think that would have been a huge benefit. Um, but hopefully, you know, there's a learned. lot more than we think this year. Yeah, I think I, we might be buying a corn planter. <laughs> yeah, this Tom weekend. and I are. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Saying heck with the <laughs> sharing <help>. the planter. <laughs> yeah, we're Buy just your gonna own. do it ourselves. That yeah. way, if something goes awry. We you. got no one to blame but ourselves. Yeah, but we found a pretty nice corn planter. A used one? Yeah, yeah. For I think it was like eleven hundred bucks. I think we. Obo. We can. We'll talk them down. Oh, god, um, yeah. But it looks like a, looks like a really nice corn planter. Um, Hook it right up to an ATV if you want. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's just like a pull behind. How wide is it? Two, Two row. row. Nice. So we technically like last. So Tom and I, we've talked about we bought the mule on here, right? Mm-hmm. So Tom and I bought that mule, and we've been trying to make, like, our food plot, because, like, it's a remote location where we're at. We don't have a garage barn or anything. So Yeah, you don't want to have to bring a tra- two tractors up this and the that. The mule, you- everything. So we've been trying, Tom and I have been trying to get everything to work with one piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's we're getting there. Um, but this corn planter would allow us to plant with the side-by-side, mm-hmm. which – I think will be super beneficial. It's basically just on like a, a gear, a, or you like a rotary. Rope. Well, yeah, you, it's like a it's a pull behind, but then there's like a rope that you pull to engage and disengage it. So when you're turning, mm-hmm. you're not still yeah planting, planting. seed. Yeah, um, the three point hitch ones are nice because you can just lift them up. Yeah, um, but it is what it is. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to convert it to. Oh a three no, point I could hitch. slap a three point hitch on yeah. there like nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you could have it work for a tractor or. Oh yeah, you I mean, even even so, even if it's a pull behind, you can have it work for a tractor. It's oh yeah, so. That's interesting. You guys didn't tell me about that. We, we this, this happened on when, the ride over. Oh, yeah. I, nice. I was on the old. <laughs> was, that, was on marketplace. Or well, something? I was started with marketplace, and I wasn't having a ton of luck. And I told Tom, I said, you know, these old timers that are selling two row corn planters, they don't have Facebook. They're yeah. probably still using Craigslist. Mm-hmm. You know, they want they want to talk to Craig, see what he's got <laughs> on his list. So I looked there, and boom, found a, a couple nice ones actually within a couple hours. This one here is an hour and a half. Nice. Um, so, I think it. It's going to be beneficial. We'll probably contact the guy tonight and see mm-hmm. if if it's worth it. Yeah, um, I definitely – I'm excited because we had big plans for the corn last year, and it ended up not being so great. But I'm, I'm excited to have a fair amount of corn up there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be wild. It's going to be huge. And we're going to have beans, and we're not going to jump the gun and plant <laughs> early June and then yeah. get eight inches of rain and everything rots in July. I mean, I feel like that wouldn't happen again this year because we had just an absolutely an ridiculous amount. July. But still, I'm not even there's no point. It. Yeah, there's no point in the risking it. The corn we have to get in. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but that's different. But that was also, if you think about it, that was the first time we had broke ground where that corn was at in how long, would you say? Ever? Yeah, we, mean, have, we have never, never. done it. And um, it's just it's a, been a, hay a natural hay field. He doesn't even plant hay. Yeah, he it's is. not even, yeah, he just, it's bedding. That's all it is. So... I'm saying uh, cattle bedding, not like deer bedding. Yeah. Like he cuts it for bedding. Used to. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. So I think that might have had something. I mean, the ground was ridiculously hard. It took Mm -hmm. like a day and a half of rototilling Mm -hmm. to get that. Like, honestly, it would have been nice to have a little cultivator or a plow to break that up. Three bottom plow. Yeah. But I also heard you can do a lot of damage with those if you don't know what you're doing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So. Also, best what, way to learn is just to do it. Do it anyway. Have you, you? You sound like you've got a story. No, I was just say I don't have any experience with plowing. I've gone through with discs after someone experienced plowed the field. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. But I, I you got to roll it all a certain way, and you have to have the right depth set and yeah, spaced out just right. I guess, yeah, I guess we could probably figure it out. But we're just probably gonna rotate rototill it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, for can, the, the amount that we do rototilling is... And if we can get that whole plot that we want to ro- or into corn, it'd be... I think it would totally change... Oh, it would. ...that field for hunting. It would. It would no change doubt. the whole property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, we, a, that's a lot of corn. Um, and then are we still talking seven-card stud for our I love plot? that stuff. That stuff is sweet. It was nice. Yeah, except I don't want to do seven-card stud in the foundation. Oh. Unless... You Unless wanted to. <laughs> Nick wants. Why, why not? Why would yeah, because I, I would like to have a variety. Different. Well, yeah. that's oh. seven card stud is a variety. Yeah. Yeah, but Tom's saying a variety of varieties. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that. Well, so, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? I don't know. I just thought a clover field would look nice there. It, it would. Clover would be nice there. But hey, that's yeah. that's your section that you like to hunt. Yeah. And Nick, it turns out you still. Well, we already decided hunt. that it's all yours, Tom. If you shoot the biggest buck. Out of the spot, then yeah, it, my it belongs to you. Did actually run right through that food plot. So yeah, yeah, you, we have them on camera there. What like a day or two before? Yeah, something like both that. of your food plots. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's because yeah. I just know where to put food. Those are both brand new food plots I picked. Yeah, we're moving the uh, the one that I hunt 
We're not putting that one there. No. Oh, well, this is news to me. Let, let's talk no, about it. No, we've talked be in about that, it. in the same area, yeah. just not in the lowest point. Yeah, because it was way too wet last year. Yeah. It was way I too mean, wet. I mean, I tell you what, though, in that stand, it looks nice up there. It does. It does. Look, it wasn't I'm, so I like the spot. I wish it wasn't so wet. Could dig a ditch. We could dig a ditch around it. We could dig a My ditch around has, it. My grandpa's got a backhoe. You would not. You could do that with with how small that food plot is. You could do it with three yeah, guys and yeah. Three but how shovels. much fun yeah. would it be with a backhoe? <laughs> it would probably be faster with shovels. All right, you run a shovel. I run a backhoe. <laughs> I just want to run the backhoe. Uh, no, you're probably right though. It wouldn't be that bad. We mm-hmm. can, we could consider that idea if if you yeah, really. We'll have to go over there and look at it. And if see we can't what... find another tree, because remember there was that other spot. I opened up. I wouldn't say that spot. I don't. I don't dig that spot. It would be somewhere else, more towards my double. Yeah, but we'll we'll have to go down there. The three of us put the mines together. Maybe a couple bush lights. If we're good. If yeah, and uh, we'll get it figured out. Gotta start thinking about that stuff though, because you know we gotta get as soft as it is. This would be the time to dig a ditch. Mm -hmm. I think that place stays plenty soft. Yeah, it's wet all year. But yeah, actually, that wouldn't be a. Tom and I have. I've done a lot of ditch digging for food plots. Mm-hmm. Tom and I did like a 15-acre field. We did a ditch all the way around. We did. That's a lot of ditch. Yeah. Yeah, we had. We did not do that with hand shovels. I would imagine not. I mean, I don't even know. How much pipe do you think we laid that year in the in the ditches? Oh, you laid pipe in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did drainage. Oh, it, oh, man. Ed went nuts. You went all out. You weren't just digging a trench. It was a drain. Oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, that's but, like big catch basins with like huge rocks and everything. Oh, it, it was. I'm telling you, <laughs> it. You can the trail that we put in. We put ditches along a road. Yeah, I've seen that yeah. going in, but but like now he. You haven't seen it since he widened it. You can yeah. take two pickup trucks past each other. Like it. It's Damn. huge. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> basically, too many people have gotten hung up with equipment. Yeah. getting back to the field. So, so he said the hell with it. it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's pretty nice though. I mean, we turned a swamp basically into prime food plots. Mm-hmm. So that's whack. It's nice though. Mm-hmm. It is nice. Um, what other food plot related stuff? We, Oh, why don't we talk about, this is kind of food plot related our orchard, the issue we ran into this year. Yeah. Did you look into that at all? We are, Tom and I already fixed it. Oh, you did go back up and f- take care of it. So. Tom, tell us your discovery the other weekend. So, we went up to the cabin. Yeah, we went up there what, last year, planted a nice apple orchard. Well, no, apple There's and pear and Apple, plum, pear. Yeah, nice fruit orchard. And we went up last weekend to scout turkeys. And I was Tons like, of turkeys, by the way. Yeah, a lot of birds. Well, I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring some fertilizer up, sprinkle a little fertilizer on our fruit orchard. You know, keep it happy. And... I go out to fertilize, and to my discovery, uh, rabbits had somehow got into the cages we put around the trees. I, I know how they got in. I realized when Tom and I repaired the problem, if I can fit my fist through the fence, a rabbit's getting in. Mm-hmm. So I know what to do next year. I want to get screen yeah. for the bottom two for foot. For like chicken wire or something. something. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so Tom, what did you figure out? What happened when the rabbits got in there? They chewed the <laughs> bark the off rabbits. the bottom. So that's kind of a bummer. Uh, a lot of some of them didn't even get chewed. Some of them got chewed all the way around. Some of them got chewed partially. Partially. 
But we just went up there and doctored it with some tree band-aid. We're going to see. What is, I've never used it. It's what like is tar. that stuff? I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. What's it made of? I mean, I I'm know. sure it's like some sort of natural. It's like a, it know. looks it's like tar. flammable and smells like lighter fluid. Oh, so it's probably, it's probably it, not natural. I tell you what, and it really sticks to your hands. Huh. Uh, my, yeah. I, my dad, I think he said something about gloves. We didn't listen. You never Tom listened. Tom and his hands were both black. But, um, huh. We're, I guess my hope is that it happened while the trees were dormant, and mm-hmm. we fixed, fixed it, while, it the... while they're dormant. So my hope is we repaired it enough to get them to survive. Mm-hmm. But I've always – I think it's called gilching. When girdling. You, girdling? No, I thought girdling was when you cut into the tree. What are you, what are you trying I, to say? There's a way you can, like, peel bark around a tree. Like, if you go all the way around – I thought it was called gilching. I, you guys stall well, for well, me for a second. I'm pretty sure it's girdling. Yeah, I know girdling is when you cut into it, but I don't know. I've never heard of gilching, or I don't even know what you're fully talking about because you haven't explained it. But I know that people do like grafting with trees, like they'll cut into them or cut bark away and add like a different kind of tree or plant to them. They yeah. graft stuff. But which I don't they know. say you can do that to fix the tree. You can actually. Okay, it is girdling. But <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking like I thought you were talking about just like cutting a chainsaw line oh, all the way, but no. you have to get rid of the bark. And basically the rabbits have girdled our some of the trees. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm hoping because it was done while it was dormant, mm-hmm. we fixed it while it was dormant. I mean that's literally just a theory with no knowledge. Yeah. Just hope wishful it's hopeful thinking. thinking. And my hopeful thought is they just like scuffed off the very outer layer of the bark it's not like they chewed all the way through the bark and got to the actual meat of the the tree wood the hardwood in the middle Mm -hmm. um so i'm hoping i don't know could be wrong trees are funny like sometimes you can do like the littlest thing to them and they'll die and then other times you can like snap them in half and they'll just keep going it's weird well how about that tree you and i found the other day while we were walking frank that um yeah the tree there was two trees next to each other and um, one tree fell, and the root system lifted the roots out it of like the ground. Tore half like, way, like not halfway tree, up the tree, but a lot of like the way up the tree. Three foot up the tree, it ripped the like base of the tree out, and then over time, it healed itself and just grew. And so, like, there's like this a huge big arc. Arc, yeah. yeah, it's wild. But you can see where it split like into the wood of the tree, and mm-hmm. it survived. So it's and it's okay. not a big tree. It's not very old. So. No. Yeah, and I always like seeing like up at our camp we have this huge ravine with these big like rock faces and stuff, and there's trees growing on a rock. Yeah, and we try and plant <laughs> these trees, and we you know we put them Prime in the conditions and fertilize them, and can't get them to grow. I'm like, how can we not nurture this tree and get it to grow? Yet that one is literally growing on a rock. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. You I never you, know what's gonna happen with them things. I tell you what, uh, the the pine trees are looking pretty good, though. Mm-hmm. I noticed our our security line. I expected it, those to do well because pines are usually a little bit more durable than yeah. the trees that you really, really want, like your oak trees and stuff. It seems like those are just a bitch to get Those going. pines, though, they're getting dangerously close to being prime buck rub size. Yeah. Then, so, then you really put them to the test, see if they're going to survive. Snap them right off. It's funny how they do that. They just know. They're like, okay. Next year they'll be prime for 
they're really going to start growing next year. So the Bucks are like, all right, we're, we're going to slow go. that process right down. <laughs> Snap this bitch off of two inches. Yeah. Well, I think that about wraps up what we're doing for food plots unless. Yeah, we're um, not planting any more trees this year. That no, was no. one thing we decided. We've planted, what, 3,000 trees in the past couple of years? It's, it's been a lot. Yeah, I bet you it's probably close to 3,000 trees. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, that's, that's a lot of planting. It's like 3,000 yeah. times. Yeah. That's a lot of holes. Yeah. Um, but we're taking the year off, kind of assess what takes off and what doesn't. Yeah. And, you know. Next year, replace what's dying and yeah. go from there. Because we also, we want some field left. We don't want to turn yeah. the entire field into mm-hmm. woods in 40 years. Yeah. So we kind of just did a, <clears throat> a couple, like, almost like hedgerows mm-hmm. eventually someday. Um but the property's had the property has no oak trees up, up until we started planting. Like yeah. There was not a single oak tree on the whole farm, and I bet you there's we planted fifteen hundred of them. Yeah, we planted a lot of oaks. So, so if hopefully half of them will make it. Then there'll be quite a few. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. I think, you know, in that one patch we did, it's gonna be kind of like that grassy bottom oak flat that you'll that you see out west. Mm-hmm. In twenty five years, but it'll mm-hmm. get there. Yeah, it'll get there. Figured the out. deer are gonna love it. Yep. So I guess on that note, we'll we'll wrap things up there. Um, sorry about the hopes on the Virginia hunt, but yeah, blame Nick. But rest assured, we'll be still getting outside. <laughs>